Hello everyone. Welcome to Evolution Network. I'm David Mudrick. Today I thought I would talk a little bit about meditation. Uh, I know probably some of you have heard of it, maybe some of you practice it, but uh, I thought I'd just give you kind of a history of uh, my meditation and how I started it and uh, what I think about it and uh, what I do today. So probably about four years ago, uh, I didn't really know what meditation was. I was reading an article um, in a business magazine on uh, hedge fund manager Ray Dalio. And he had mentioned in that article that he did TM meditation every day and that really helped him in his life and helped him in his hectic days running his business. Uh, so that got me curious and uh, I, I looked it up and uh, TM uh, Transcendental Meditation had a website. So I went there. Uh, they had a bunch of... Um, Famous people, Hollywood people, who were giving endorsements on it, and they had a bunch of studies that were showing how uh, it would uh, decrease your blood pressure, your cholesterol, just a whole bunch of scientific studies they had done that actually showed that it was uh, very positive on your health. So I decided to take the course. Uh, it was, uh, I believe it was like a four or five day course. It wasn't all day, it was just evenings, like maybe three hours in the evenings. And uh, it was fairly expensive. It was like an $800 course. Um, uh, that cost does include uh, the training and then you can attend sessions at, uh, any of their, with any of their people around the world, like a lifetime kind of support. If you have questions, if you want to take a refresher course or uh, just do kind of what they call like a checkup. Uh, so anyways, the first three days were probably just more introduction, kind of uh, watching some videos of the founder who is uh, Maharishi Mahesh Yogi from India. And he kind of gained his fame back in the 60s because the Beatles went over and trained with him and, and learned uh, transcendental meditation. And uh, his background is interesting. He was actually uh, an engineer and was curious about the monks and the monasteries and their meditation practices. And he studied with them and tried to figure out, you know, what they were doing and how it was benefiting them. And uh, he decided to take that practice to the rest of the world and teach people all around the world to be trainers. And the instructors that I was taking the class from were actually... Uh, trained by him back in the 60s. So I think it was like on the fourth day, uh, they had like a little ceremony. It was just individual uh, at that time with you and the instructor. And he kind of led you through the practice of uh, mantra. He gave you a mantra and you would say it out loud. And then you would say it softer and softer until you weren't really saying it. It was just a thought in your head. And that took me to a place of uh, real quiet, real, um, and when you focus on that mantra, you can't really think about your regular problems and what you have to do next and your fears or your anxieties, or you just kind of focus on those words and it uh, kind of shuts the conscious mind down and takes you to a real quiet kind of a place. So I think I was probably in that meditation for maybe like 10 minutes or something before he started talking and kind of brought me back out. 
And the in coming out, it felt really good. I mean, it felt really calm, felt really relaxed. I uh, didn't have all these thoughts racing through my mind. So, you know, immediately I was like, wow, this really works. And it was really kind of easy. It almost seemed kind of silly that you were actually paying somebody to uh, flip this switch off to get you to just not think. But uh, I don't know, at least for me, I didn't know where that switch was. If people said, well, don't worry about stuff or don't be all stressed about things. I didn't really know how to do that. I just had thoughts racing through my head 24-7, worrying about things at work or personal things or things I had to do or... Uh, it seems like it was very hard to even think straight at sometimes with your mind just racing all the time. So anyways, I did this for well, at least a year and a half, probably twice a day, 20 minutes a day. Uh, it was very positive. It was a very good thing. And then unfortunately, I think over time, I slowed down on the practice. You know, I was doing it once a day. And then probably maybe a year later, a year and a half later, uh, I was only doing it maybe two, three times a week. And uh, that was a big mistake looking back uh, because as your life gets more hectic and you have more problems and you have more things to take care of, it seems like you're, you put it off. You're like, well, I don't have time for that today. And it's easy to go back to the state that you were in where you're just overwhelmed all the time. And you kind of, I don't know, it's your mind working against you almost, uh, telling you, well, you don't need to do that today. You've got other more important things. And looking back, that was an extremely important thing. Like, I would not go back to that again. I do uh, two meditations a day, uh, at least two. And if I'm if I'm under a lot of stress, a lot of problems, uh, I actually will try to do uh, longer sessions instead of 15 minutes or 20. I'll try to do a half hour. And it clears your mind. You're able to think better. Uh, I think my opinion of what's happening is it's almost a state of self-hypnosis. Uh, normally when you're awake, you're in uh, alpha and beta brain waves. Your conscious mind is, you know, your rational mind, your logical mind, you're thinking about things, you're analyzing things. Uh, and then when you get past that, the second level down is you're in theta brain waves. And that would be, everybody's probably experienced this, but if you pay attention when you're falling asleep, there's this place where your, your mind and body are starting to shut down. But you're still conscious, and that's when you're in actually uh, theta brain waves. It's a it's a direct connection to your subconscious mind, and it's that little place before you go completely asleep, or you're maybe going into delta uh, brain waves where you're pretty much everything shutting down. So meditation seems to be uh, keeping you in that little place of. Uh, uh, theta brain waves where you have a direct connection to your subconscious. So you can do several things there. I mean, you can just quiet your mind and do nothing. And it's it's sort of like waking up in the morning where you kind of have a fresh mind and, you know, a lot of your insights and problem solving is comes from that early morning, first half hour that you're awake before you've 
kind of hit with all the challenges of the day where they kind of take over. Um, there's hundreds of different kinds of meditation. There's a really good book called Practical Meditation. Uh, there's uh, I do Om Meditation, which is uh, some sounds that you make while you're meditating. Uh, I do the mantras uh, at least once a day. You know, but there's all kinds of other meditations, walking meditations. Uh, there's thousands of different guided meditations on YouTube. Uh, if you've got something you want to work on in particular, you've got some kind of fears from your past, you've got some kind of an anxiety, uh, you know, if you just type in fear meditation, something will come up, you know, and there might be a 15 or 20 minute meditation that'll, that you know, it talks to you the whole time and guides you through I think those are very easy for beginners, especially, you know, and I kind of like them because uh, when you're listening to somebody, it's easier. You just kind of do what they say, you know, and it's easier to kind of go where they take you. And uh, like I say, I think it's kind of a state of self-hypnosis. So they're kind of guiding you through some uh, resolutions to your problems uh, while you're in this state and it goes right into your subconscious and it's actually changing your your brain thoughts your brain patterns and uh, when you come out of it you know you're sometimes the fears and things that you had you, you see them differently you're kind of overriding maybe the emotions that you have uh, connected with events like in your subconscious uh, the other one I do is um uh, it's a mantra meditation, but I learned it from a Buddhist monk at a conference. Uh, if you go to some of these conferences, there's just people there who do different kinds of practices. I mean, you sit down and they teach you a little mantra. They tell you the story behind it, that it's been used for, the one I'm doing has been used for like 5,000 years uh, back through India. Uh, there's like an unbroken... Uh, chain of lineage of uh, grandmaster monks who have used this and they've taught it to their students and then their students teach it to others so uh, there's kind of like a history behind it and you know and they say that it's more powerful because there's a connection to you know all these people that are doing it around the world and who have done it for 5,000 years so uh, there's a lot of those types uh, I really like that one a lot so uh, anyway, so I hope this helps you, and if you're curious, uh, I will leave some uh, links uh, in the description, and uh, there'll be some YouTube videos. I'll leave you a description to the uh, book, the Practical Meditation Guide. And uh, if you have any questions, if you want to talk to me further about anything, about this or anything else, uh, there's a link in the description for the episode. Uh, where you can give me your email address and sign up for a 20-minute uh, coaching call. It's free, and I will talk to you about meditation or anything else you want to talk about. So thanks for listening. Bye.